Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we normally take 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. But today we are doing a special five-part series on the coronavirus pandemic, which is changing our economy, our politics, and our way of life. I'm Dan Mack. This particular episode is focused on how COVID-19 is impacting the markets, and I am pleased to be joined by Axios Markets Editor Dion Rabowen. Let's start a little bit remedially here. There's been lots of talk about the possibility of a recession. For those who don't quite understand it, technically, what is a recession? Technically, a recession means back-to-back quarters of negative economic growth. The U.S. hasn't had one of those since the Great Recession in 2008. That's why it's a big deal. Usually, we go around 2% a quarter. Going negative means a lot of money is not coming in. Are there other countries, other developed kind of countries we kind of compare ourselves to that are already in recession? There's obviously was global growth, but there's been some pullback, correct, in certain places? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, the short list off the top of my head, Germany, UK, Switzerland, very likely Mexico, Brazil as well, South Africa. So, Dan, can we talk a little bit and get a little kind of finance nerdy here? The Fed has done a lot in the past week. Actually, a little over a week ago, they did an emergency rate cut for the first time in a very long time. And then this week basically did something new. Explain a little bit about what they did in terms of the repo market and and why that matters. So the Fed has flooded the repo market, actually, since September of last year. They've put in something like a trillion and a half, two trillion dollars. This week, they announced another one and a half trillion dollars to finance these repo market injections. Basically, just think of it as moving cash into the system to make sure that there's not what they call liquidity crunch. Uh, the easiest way to think about that is making sure that people can buy and sell in this market so businesses don't run out of cash the way they did in 2008. So again, this week, they've added $1.5 trillion, trillion with the T. In addition to that, earlier this week, they announced they were increasing their daily injections to $175 billion every day, and then another $45 billion every two weeks, just to make sure everything is running smoothly. Dan, one of the things that's so complicated about this from an economic perspective is that this is not something that's affecting one industry or, say, emanating from one industry, right? It, it's, you know, it's everything from travel to hell. I, I, we were having conversations today about how it's going to affect WeWork and draft Kings, right? There's no sports. What are you going to, how's DraftKings going to bet or any casino for that matter? Given that, are there things from your perspective that the administration and Congress should be doing, could be doing to help the economy kind of in the, in the short term? Right now, as I talk to economists and I talk to folks on Wall Street, they say it's all about confidence. These huge drops that you're seeing in the market don't really have anything to do with an actual assessment of the economy or of the situation that we're in. It's just fear. It's worry. Because as you said, there's no way to isolate industries that won't be hit or affected by this. So what we need from the administration right now, what we need from Congress is confidence. We need them to step forward and announce a big stimulus package that's going to help out people who are are affected, people who lose their job, who maybe aren't able to work because they get sick, or who need to be comfortable staying home and not going to work, uh, and know that they've got some money sitting there waiting for them. They don't have to go out and risk getting infected and infecting others. That's the biggest deal. The more I talk with economists, the more they say, as we approach the end of March, as this thing gets bigger, we need something like a trillion-dollar stimulus program. And that sounds big, and, and it is big, especially considering we're already $23.5 trillion in the hole. But to fight this thing, to really get the money that we need, uh, we need a big, bold plan. Just to put the numbers in perspective, you 
UK announced a $400 billion stimulus program. Their economy is about 12% as large as ours. So that's how big this issue is. Dion, just to circle back to where we began in this, at this point, are most economists believing that we are, if not already, going to be going into recession? Just when you add in the lost sales, the lost tax revenue, the lost everything, the lost work, is this kind of becoming fait accompli? Is a recession here? A recession is overwhelmingly likely. We're likely in one right now. The first quarter is done. The second quarter, likely the same thing. So yeah, it's more than likely we're going to have a recession. The big question is, do we come out of that strong and bursting out of the gates, or do we crawl out of it? And that's what's going to be determined a lot by what we get from the administration and from Congress. Thank you very much, Dion Rabowen, for joining us. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven. For more information, please check out the other coronavirus-related podcasts we've posted today, each just five minutes long, and also Axios.com for a special coronavirus-focused package that includes Dion's piece on the markets. Until next time, please stay safe and keep your distance.